This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. I'm Liz Gill, and I'm with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. Hello, Allison. Hello, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> My microphone was turned around. <laughs> it's good to see you today. Today we're going to talk about how you can have a better chance of not getting your car stolen. But we'll just do that between your vehicle repair questions. And, I, you know, I don't know if in, in Mississippi this is so much of a problem, but if it happens to you, if your car gets stolen, you're going to be inconvenienced. I had a car stolen in Mississippi. Our and neighbor I've had multiple ones broken into. Yeah, our neighbor has also. We lived in Chicago for a while, and that's where I honed my skills on, and were <laughs> extremely vigilant. No doubt, because yeah. there, you know, you park on the street mm-hmm. or you park in a lot, and it's not in your garage or in your carport right next to you. And so I feel like it happens a lot more in in larger cities. But yeah. but even in Mississippi, this there are things we need to be aware of. Mm-hmm. And my neighbor who had her car stolen because it was running in the driveway. Huh. You know, it was cold and she wanted yeah. to warm it up to to get the the heater going to to take the kids to school, but I guess people case neighborhoods, especially on cold mornings, looking for people who are leaving their cars running. Probably so. And and yeah. gas stations. Yeah, and gas stations, yeah. The, yeah. It it floors me the number of people who will leave their car running and then just run into the convenience store to grab a fill in the blank. And there are still chop shops out there. I hear about them occasionally and, and people will find parts of their car. Um, especially these collector cars and a lot of people I hang out with have collector cars and sports cars and stuff like that. I had um, someone that had their car stolen. They were able to, to track down the engine. Um so stuff like that happening. So that's still going on, which is so sad. Like, I, I hate to hear that people are doing that for their income. But, right. um, you know, it was really prevalent back in the day, but it's still happening now. And I, I just can't believe that that's still going on, that they haven't done some major bust with this or something. But it's still happening. And that's what happens to some cars when they get stolen. You wonder what they're doing. Some of them are just joyriding. Um, I had a truck that was we were suspect that it was put in the back of an 18-wheeler and taken straight to Mexico which is happening too so you never get your car back then and um so you know it's all kinds of different situations like what they're doing with their with your car when they steal it and you hope they're just joyriding and they just drop it off somewhere down the road but but uh so you know different different things happening with them well as a mama i would like to say everyone who hears my voice don't leave your kid in the car and the car running and walk away Oh my gosh, that reminds me of that bad story that happened with the lady did it in Jackson and the Kruger car. Right. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, one of the, the best things you can do is keep custody and keep track of your keys. Yeah. Because if you have your keys on you, then you've not left your car running. You've not left the key in the car. And I guess with a lot of key fobs, I, I don't have a car that has a key fob that a, in a, a keyless car. But I guess do a, a lot of people leave their key fob in the car? Yeah, I've done it. And because I live way out in Rankin County now, I get a, I have been a little bit lax on on that. I'm not with my sports car. I'm absolutely paranoid about that car because it's a, a a sought after car for theft. But. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I've been a little bit lax. But, I mean, it, you know, thefts can happen. The thefts happen in Rankin County. So that's, you know, I shouldn't be doing that, um, you know, out in the country, closer into town. And I've, I've been known to do that. But I, I've gotten out of the habit because I started hearing about some car thefts. I don't know. I don't know if there's been an uptick in car thefts, late, car thefts lately, but I, I swear I just keep hearing more about them. So I've gotten a little paranoid. Well, and, you know, there's also the uh, magnetic key holder trick where you stick yeah. it under the bumper. But I think all of the thieves are onto that trick. And so I'm sure they kind mm-hmm. of feel around looking for a key. You know, if they if they want your car that to bad. kind of feel around for a, a, a magnetic key thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, keep custody and keep track of your keys. The next one is uh, secure your vehicle. Allison, what are some good places to park to park um i don't know i guess if you can park off the street you might want to and if you're in a garage you might want to park where it's closer to people going in and outdoors it's not off in the corner somewhere um to me it seems like that that's what you'd want to do and if you can do off street parking do that as a as an option um, well, and it's your home. I'm amazed at the number of people who buy homes that have garages or have carports, but they don't park their car in the garage or the carport. They park it in the driveway or they park it on the street. They just fill it with stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, my car is pretty important to me, so I like keeping my car yeah. in the carport and or uh you know, if I had a garage, keeping it with the door down so that it would protect yeah. my investment. Also from the weather. So. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. So, you know, try to, you know, secure your car. If you do are parking at a parking lot or at somewhere uh, uh, at night, you know, try to park in a well-lit area. Yeah, that makes sense. Not in a dark corner, not dark, dark side street somewhere. I know I do when I go to big towns. I, I look for that, you know, I look for lighting and everything because I'm parking in inner cities. And, yeah, that may, it makes me really nervous. But so I look for that. I look for well-lit garages. So that, that's, a, that's a good tip. All right. We're talking about how you can have a better chance of not getting your car stolen between your vehicle repair questions. So we would love for you to give us a call today. Our number is one. 1- 877. Don't forget the 877 area code, folks. We don't like getting the calls from people who say, oh, I'm 662, and they keep calling my house. So, no, if call <laughs> area code 877-MPB-RING, that's 1-877-672-7464. You can send us an email to auto at mpbonline.org. We're here to take your vehicle repair questions, but if you've ever had your car stolen, we would love to commiserate with you and hear your sob story and what you coulda, woulda, shoulda done better. One thing, when we did live in Chicago, my husband had... uh, tools he had a toolbox in his car and that was visible and so they broke into his car to steal the toolbox because the tools were more valuable than the car was but if you have something valuable just in the open that is a enticement to either car thieves or someone to break into your car Yep, sure is. I had um, my sister and I stayed overnight at a friend's apartment in Jackson one night, and I don't know why we left our purses in the car. I'm pretty sure they weren't just sitting on the front seat, but someone broke in and stole both of our purses. And I thought, what 
duh, you know, that was really, really stupid. I hear about people getting their laptop stolen as they're leaving it sitting on the front seat. So, you know, now I'm paranoid about it. When I get out of my car, I always make sure I put my purse back behind the seat. My wallet somewhere, it's not in my purse, so they're, they're not going to find it, not easily, in my car unless they knew the car. And, uh, yeah, put up your valuables. That's kind of a, a, a given there. Right. Well, you would think not leaving your car running <laughs> would yeah. be a given also, but uh, the folks don't do that. Now, there are also, you can get so many different kinds of anti-theft devices. Allison, mm. uh, let's list off a, a few different ways that are anti-theft devices. Yeah, I was looking up one that I, I thought was really, really neat. It's called a car lock, and you plug in a little thing into your OBD2 port, then you put the app on your phone. It's about 60 bucks on Amazon. On that I just saw, and you track your car like that, and I thought that was pretty neat. They have one that's a lot more expensive that works really well called a LoJack, um, and so those are like your GPS trackers on your car, and I thought that's that's just brilliant, you know. So if you had a car that's really highly uh, or a car that they're stealing a lot, I know uh, I looked up a list on the way over here, Dodge Challengers, and your 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 fancy sports cars are getting stolen a lot, which totally makes sense. Um, I would so put this on my car, <laughs> like that would make me so nervous. Um, my sports car, I'm real nervous about it, but... Um, uh, another thing that they were t- saying works really well is to have a video camera in your car. And when it's beeping in its own, that deters them because they know they're going to be tracked and it's going to be recorded somewhere and it'll have their face on it and all that. So the, the um, if you can have a, the video recording, I know you can do the ones that set up where it watches you in traffic, but maybe turn it around when you get out and leave it on. Um, that's that's That would deter me for sure. Uh, another one I do for older cars, and it's something I'm about to do to my sports car is put a kill switch in it and the kill switch you can use it for your battery or your fuel pump and it's a hidden switch they're not going to know where that is and you just flip it off and uh, I love the idea of doing that if you're leaving your car out overnight somewhere like at a hotel you're out of town when I race my car out of town I dismantle it in other ways but that's a good one I take fuses and relays out of the fuse box and uh, I get kind of crazy about it like I'll take out quite a few of them (laughs) so there's absolutely no way they can take my car like that unless they just happen to go and source those fuses um so that's sort of some old school tricks right there so that's a few that i really like well if it were a dealer installed thing then everyone would know oh if i'm going to steal a ford f-150 ford has the kill switch just to the left of the gear shift right that's that's why it would be good to have an aftermarket Mm -hmm. then you could put it wherever you wanted and they wouldn't know where it is right All right. We're going to continue our discussion about stolen cars when we come back from the break. We've got some more tips. We've got a list of cars that are more often stolen. But if you have a problem with your vehicle, maybe your check engine light is on, your air conditioning is not working, whatever, we would love for you to call us 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You could also send us an email to our address auto at mpbonline.org is your car under recall we'll have a list of ones that are when we come back you're listening to autocorrect on mpb think radio
The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. Hi, this is Ace Atkins. In support of my latest novel, The Shameless, I've teamed up with Mississippi Public Broadcasting to invite one of you to join me for a cup of coffee. Visit mpbonline.org slash mpbbooks for details. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Correct with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. That's Allison. I'm Liz Gill. If you can't listen to our whole show all the way through live, we hope you find your pod, our podcast. And if you are listening to this podcast, shoot us an email. Tell us what you were doing when you were listening. Auto at mpbonline.org. And here are the recalls for the week. The 2019 Toyota RAV4 and RAV4 Hybrid have a damaged connector to the audio display unit, which may cause the backup camera to malfunction. The 2020 Ford Explorer and Lincoln Aviator, the manual park release cover may be missing, and the instrument cluster may be in factory mode, which disables warning alerts chimes and doesn't display the Prindle, the P-R-N-D-L gear positions, which in which gear is selected. I think you'd notice that pretty quickly. Yep. That was on yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 2018-2019 Alfa Romero Guglia and Civito, the instrument panel may be indicate fuel level that's higher than actual fuel level. That's that's a bad one, too. <laughs> you can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration's website. That's easy to remember. Remember, it's nhtsa.gov slash recall, and you can put in your VIN number. Today, we're talking about stolen cars, but that's just between your uh, phone calls, and we have quite a lot of phone calls, Pat, Charles, Jean, and Charlotte. So when that when one rolls off, then there's a line free and uh, others can call in. So let's go ahead and go first to Pat in Tennessee. Pat, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect today. What's your question? Yes, good morning, ladies. I'm glad that you are there for us to ask our questions. Well, thank you. Um, yes. I just, I just want to know... Uh, I know insurance is something you don't ever want to use, and I'm speaking about car update uh, notification insurance. Um, basically, I keep getting this notice saying your 2006 Silverado uh, Chevrolet needs to be updated, your protection needs to be updated. What are the chances? I know Allison can't tell me, you know, I won't, I will, but what are the chances of a 2006 Silverado uh, using this service within the time period, you know, I have now as far as years on this car. You know, Pat, I get those too. In the mail, uh, you know, you, yeah. you've registered as an owner of it, and then it says your factory uh, insurance yeah. is about to run out. Uh, call or is email. Is it talking or, about the warranty? Yeah, the warranty. Oh, okay. Okay, so it's an extended warranty. Right. Um, and I did it once. I did it once. I did it, and I did it for a whole year. Every time I went to get something done, they never could cover it until the last thing, and it was just half of what I put in. 
But that's insurance. You don't have to get money back on insurance. You wanted to be there to help you. But I just don't want to do this. And it's 2006 Chevrolet in Palo. So is it worth my time? I just go ahead and get it fixed when it breaks. I, well, when I worked at Toyota in the service department, I saw it come in handy for a lot of people. But then I hear people say that they couldn't get the extended warranty company to cover stuff. So I think you have to make that decision for yourself. Um, So you 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 might want to skip it. But if you're having problems with your vehicle, it might be worth it to cover something that's, you know, expensive out of pocket. It might be cheaper to get extended warranty coverage. So I'm not sure. I feel like the, the verdict's out on that. But I think most people say that it's not worth doing. Well, this is what I've been told. I thank you all very much. I appreciate your time. Thank you for your call. Thanks, Pat. We appreciate you calling in. Let's go now to Charles in Independence. Charles, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect. Go ahead. Okay, I've got a little bit of wisdom, and this is uh, one of those analogies that you should learn when you have a, a, a vehicle that I learned too late, and it was before you get a car stereo, get a car alarm. The same day I put a car stereo in and I didn't have the alarm, the stereo got sold the same day, and I learned that lesson. Oh, yeah, I remember that used to be a really big problem because people used to put the aftermarket stereo in their cars more um, back in the day. Anything you're going to put in first, make sure that you have an alarm to put the alarm first. Yeah, that's a really good tip. You can't afford you can't afford it if, if you don't have the alarm first. Yeah, that's a good tip. That's um, a really good tip. What I did with my Lincoln Town car was I took a, a Wi-Fi hotspot and I put a camera in there, a Wi-Fi camera. Okay. That I could record into the cloud. Nice. So it was and, it was recording live and and it was something you could if you had a problem you could go to it and look it up right then and there. Right. Or if I leave my husky the Lincoln running, if I go into Walmart, I can look in and I can see her live. Yeah, I can see awesome. her live right there. Interesting. Oh, that's but, really neat. But they have those Wi-Fi hotspots from uh, AT&T and everything. And, but, you know, fine print goes. I read fine print. That's why I'm fascinated with it. And they do a lot of data mining with those. Oh. And then do your OBD2, and then it was the data was going 30 different places. So my, my point on that is if they're going to data mine you so extreme with those hotspots in your car, if your car gets stolen, I'd really lean on them. Right. You got all my data. You better <laughs> hope so. One of you 30-something should be able to tell me where my car is at. Yeah. I know, I'm hearing a lot about this data mining lately. It's it's uh, a bit odd. And it's I'm, almost it a, like they should pay you to have right. that information for you to give them that information. See, the Bluetooth, right. high, Bluetooth highway I didn't know was being put in. I, I was driving down 55, and somebody in a dump truck knocked a chucked a rock out of the dump truck and hit my windshield and I went to follow him to try to get his number he, he cut across the farmer's field oh wow <laughs> he turned right off the road he to get away oh my gosh <laughs> I broke the guy's windshield in Lincoln oh wow I couldn't chase him so I wanted to find out who the contractor was on that and I went all the way down to the figure out who was the contractor and, the, and uh, Jay Nixon had written it and then I got into detail and they were repaving 55 in, in Missouri and everything and they're putting it in all Bluetooth all the way down they're putting a wire in there for the future so they'll be able to use the Bluetooth communication on. Oh you know. wow, that's the first time I've heard of that. I didn't know it until I read amazing. He given the contracts. Oh way. my goodness! And so um, that's if amazing. You have Bluetooth in your car and it gets stolen, 
I think I, I started looking at that too, the different ways to mm. data mine you. Wow. So I guess, you know, with you saying that, we're fixing to see some interesting advancements then in, on how to protect your car, how to track your car. And then, of course, I'm sure that's going to be something to do with driving your car, automated driving at some point. AT&T, Something like track, that. you know, call, car ID and, and, and car wow. box and all those. They were selling all that information on your car. When when the oil was changed, when it wasn't changed, if it was serviced correctly, oh. they're, they're selling that stuff to Carfax. Neat. Okay. And not letting you know about that unless you read the fine print. Huh. Wow. Well, thanks for reading the fine print and let us know about that. That's amazing. I listen to a voice reader. I just copy and paste it, and I listen to the, all their... All their oh, <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't read it. That's hilarious. <laughs> you are like a little tech nerd, aren't you? <laughs> I went to DeVry, yeah, in the like 80s that. and went for oh, okay. at at so I'm 50 now. So I listened to the Mueller report while I was driving down the road on the stereo. Oh, okay. Wow, that's neato. I, I need your help sometimes. <laughs> if, if anybody ever needs me, I'm, I'm free, so... <laughs> You should like start a people. blog or a podcast or something with this information. That's what my brother says, but I don't know. I mean, I'm not from Mississippi. But I've been here with my mother's broken hip four years. Okay. My life's on hold, and I'm getting ready to move back to Kansas City. It's funny how Mississippi know, maybe, puts your you life know, on hold. You guys would push a broadcast, a broadcast for me or something like that. Or, well, sure. I would absolutely do that for you. We should have you on the show. <laughs> if it can be some car-related stuff, we just need car-related yeah, stuff. Yeah, like if they're going to, I belong to some of those, if they're going to put the um, the auto, you know, driving in the OBD2 monitor, or, you know, ports on the new, on the older cars. Yeah. I'm, ho- I'm hoping to get to that in my, my 2007 Lincoln Town yeah. so it can become self-driving. Right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fascinating. Well, th- well, thank you for the information. I appreciate this it. This is a different topic, but I'm going to put a Tesla engine in my town car because you get How much will on. that run? <laughs> about $3,200. That's too. all? You're kidding. That's yeah. not right. No, you, you've you got to have all the, the accessories with the uh, wiring and everything to make it work. It's got to cost more than that. It's amazing that, you know, well, 300,000 miles, if you drive 300,000 miles, it costs about $42,000 in gas. Wow! To drive three hundred thousand miles in a Tesla with that engine in the Lincoln yeah. model, it costs ten thousand dollars. So you save thirty-two thousand dollars. That's amazing. And you take out your 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 engine and put another trunk. That's thing. a crazy. That's a crazy savings. We need, yeah, we we need to have a show to talk about the, uh, the future technology of cars with with these electric motors and stuff like that. But yeah, thank you so much for your call and for that all that information. That was that's fascinating. Thank you, Charles. We appreciate that. And we, you know, we'll have to look up this uh, Bluetooth highway. I know there was a show last summer, one of these summer shows. It was called. Oh, I don't know. It was about people. It was a, a, a game show kind of thing where people were given briefcases of money and they had to escape the law, pretend escape the law. And there are so many cameras, like every overpass on interstates has a camera and photographs the license plates of everyone who goes under. And I think it's available to law enforcement to, you know, they can run plates to get to track suspects down. Now, whether they do that for you, can if they you, do that for, yeah, you lose your camera, I don't know about that. <laughs> All wow. right, let's now go to Gene. Gene, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect today. Uh, go ahead. I was just going to give a remedy for car theft. 
flatten the tires. They don't steal cars with flat tires. It is a little more inconvenient because you got to air them back up. But they will. Oh, I love that. Them. I never thought about that. With the old car well, like I have for my, I, that that's a good tip. I used to do it on my construction sites. I'd flatten all the tires, and in the morning I'd air them back up, and I'd never had anything stolen that way. That's a. I've I've heard. I've, I have a neighbor, and his work trailer he had just bought it and had brought it over there to load debris up and it got stolen just like that brand new trailer off a off a site and i think they were in jackson uh, working at a at a house so yeah on construction sites it's like a lots of stuff gets stolen i'm always paranoid about my work van i lock it up because of all the tools that are in it but it does make me paranoid not that anything in it's very valuable but but people they'll steal anything so. well wouldn't that damage the rims no, it, since it's just overnight. Now, oh, okay. if it sat up for a long time, and that and 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 people should know that if you do have a car that's sitting up at your house that you don't have running, and you let it sit there, if the air doesn't stay in the tires, then the rim will oval out, okay. and the next thing you know, you need oval, you need you to, to replace the rims too. But no, I, I would think short term, it was not going to hurt it. Temporary. I had the same thing happen to me. I had a brand new trailer. Uh, this is just a small trailer for debris, and it got stolen within a week, and I got it replaced, and I started doing the tires, and I've still got that trailer. It's never gotten stolen. Cause I wow. Just for that. Well, Gene, we love that tip. Thanks That's so much it. for That's calling good in. Goodness Thank gracious. you so much. All right. We're talking about stolen cars. We're taking your car repair questions after the break. The number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's one 1- You could also send us an email to auto at mpbonline.org. What's an unreliable car not to buy? We'll get to that after the break. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, is our expert. I'm Liz Gill, and I hope you've downloaded our app for your smartphone, the MPB Public Media app. You can listen live or listen on demand to uh, TV shows or to radio shows. Now, Consumer Reports has a list of vehicle models that have a record of much worse than average overall reliability based on subscriber responses to their annual auto survey. Today we're going to caution you about the Chevrolet Cruze. The 2011 was, and the most reported problem was for antifreeze smell in the car. Hmm. Please consider reading up on the reliability of this car before purchasing it as a used car, suggests Consumer Reports. Carcomplaints.com is another resource for unreliable car lists. And if you're interested in reviews of new cars, Casey Williams is the automotive correspondent for WFYI, a public radio station in Indianapolis. He's reviewed cars and covered the auto industry for 25 years. And his review this week is on the 2020 Range Rover and the 2020 Subaru Outback. Today, we are going through some tips on how to help. uh, We can't promise, but uh, how to ensure that car thieves maybe pick a different car to steal rather than yours we'd love for you to call in our number is 
672-7464. Let's go to the phones, and we're going to go to Judy in Pontotoc. Judy, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Go ahead. Hi. I heard the lady calling about getting the extended warranty letters, and I just want to say I think those are a scam because we get them all the time, and we've never bought an extended warranty for a vehicle, and uh, we still get them, and we get them for cars that, you know, we no longer own. My mother still gets them, and she's been dead for 15 years. Um, So I would just tell that woman if she needs an extended warranty, she needs to go to the source instead of responding to any of those uh, those letters because we get them from different places in the country and they're all book mail things so that's my comment that's fantastic judy and we also talk about that on money talks is uh beware about giving out any information when someone is asking you for it without you prompting them it's best for you to search out who you want to give your information to so yes you know consider going to uh your car insurance or maybe your dealer if you're interested in in getting an extended warranty wouldn't wouldn't you say allison definitely thank you judy we appreciate you participating and 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 giving that information out for us let's now go to uh don alley in noxipater thanks for calling in to autocorrect today go ahead hi um my name is donnell and um i was calling about a 97 Chevy silverado when i turn on the air of the heat it um it comes out like what the defrost is, and it comes out down on the floor, but it doesn't come out of the vents on the dash. And I was wondering, is that something I can fix myself, or maybe I should seek professional help? I'm going to take a guess that it's your control panel not telling your blend doors to move, or either the motor to your blend door has gone out. That is something you can look into. You're going to have to take some things apart. Um, if you're comfortable with that, then you can look into it. I would Google it so that you know what you're looking for. Um, but it's, so when you have your AC heat systems messed up, that's one of the components that can be messed up is the actual control where the knobs are at. That motherboard that's on the back of there, the circuitry can act up, and it can be not telling the blend door to move. So you can have a problem at that circuit board, or you can have a problem at the blend door itself. It could be where it's just loose and it's come disconnected sometimes those are pretty far back in your dash and you have to take some things apart and get some things out of the way to get to it but um hopefully on your truck it's a little bit easier to get to on a, the older silverados but i totally think it's something that you can look into and and do yourself and figure out allison i have a, a comment or a question for you about donnell when our dodge caravan was the air conditioning was acting up i was you know googling and looking for things and there were a number of different uh 
hacks where they talked about uh, resetting the the your air conditioner and it was like push this button and this button and hold this button down right. till a light comes on and it resets things would that be a possible avenue for Donnell right I forgot about that and I'm, I'm glad you brought brought that up that is a possibility so Donnell you can look into resetting your AC system and it'll be where you like like Liz said where you hold down certain buttons and it actually is relearning where that blend door opens and closes at so that that is a possibility that yours is acting up um, so Google how to reset the AC system on your car and on the truck and maybe maybe that's all it is she she's right that I, I forgot all about that that's um I guess it's common for a certain number of years of cars where they had that. I have a 99 Dodge Grand Caravan where it has that, too. And, uh, and I've had to reset it before, and I've reset it, reset it on a customer car before, and it fixed whatever it was it was doing. I don't remember exactly what it was doing at the time, but it did. I think it was affecting the blend door. Well, I know this, Allison, because you told me to do this <laughs> on uh, July 11th, and I texted my daughter to... Uh, Look in the owner's manual or to 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 Google that to see if that would help solve our air conditioning but problem. But it didn't. Did it? But it didn't. It's a compressor. You had a yeah. more serious problem. But yeah. uh, it. I love finding out options, and yeah. you know, it, it doesn't cost me anything to at least try something, and if it actually works, then you know, there's your. $1,000 saved. All right. Well, thanks, Donnell. We appreciate you calling in. If you have a question, we would love for you to call in about your car. If you have a story about your car getting stolen or you uh, have a prevention tip, we would love to hear that. Or if you have a question about your air conditioning or your check light, uh, check engine light, whatever, we'd love for you to call in. Our number is one. 1- 877-672-7464 and Allison will try to help steer you in the best direction. Let's now go to Lynn in Memphis. Lynn, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect. Go ahead. Yeah, thank you a lot. I uh, got a question. I've been getting a fuel injection cleaning from the dealership. I have a 98 Honda Accord with a four-cylinder showing 181,000 miles. They all said that's low mileage for a 98 vehicle. And I've always paid high prices to have a fuel injection cleaning done. My independent Honda mechanic that I've used the last couple of years refuses to do that. He says that's a gimmick. And uh, the Honda Accords don't need that. Just go into an auto parts store, buy fuel injection cleaning stuff in a bottle and pour it in the tank. So what should I do? Should I go back and pay the expense of the dealer to get this done or just pour some in from the auto parts store? Um, you can do either. It's similar. The one at the dealership is going to be more thorough. Um, so if you think about it, your injectors, they gunk up. I mean, with all the fuel going through it. So to clean them, it, it is something that that would do. I do it for my customers, but I just put the, the kind that goes in the tank. Uh-huh. And uh, and that cleans out the the fuel system. Um, I, from what I understand, using the Tecron, the more expensive Chevron Tecron gas, it also has a cleaner in it, and it keeps your your intake valve cleaner and your injectors cleaner. 
But um, so th- that's something you could just do either. It just depends on how much you want to spend. But if you use the one that goes in the tank, you might just want to do it more often. I know it's a lot less expensive than the fuel injection clean right. at the dealership, but that's that's more thorough. And on, on this particular car, I always, even my independent Honda mechanic that works on nothing but Hondas, he believes in Honda plugs, and he gets them from the dealership. And I'm wondering, can on, on a particular Honda Accord, can do you have to stay with the Honda plugs, or can you go in and get an aftermarket plug? That would be just as good. I have to agree with him, but when I work on cars, I always try to get the actual original equipment unless they just cannot afford it, and then I try to find the best aftermarket product I can. But if you can stick with the OEM most parts it's better to get the original equipment manufacturer I even get it for windshield wipers I've I've got Toyota windshield wipers on my car Um, Toyota and Honda did such a good job in the first place it's good to stick with their products yeah, I got, I got a uh, friend. She she told me she's got a Toyota. She says she sticks with genuine Toyota parts, and she says uh, I'm kind of dumb to go in AutoZone buy wiper blades. And she says oh, yeah. I'm surprised you have a windshield left. Yeah, but. yeah, I've noticed a big difference in quality, and it cost about the same. It used to be where the auto parts store was was a lot less uh, in price than going to the dealership. But these days, the auto parts store have lifted their prices so much and the dealerships have pretty much stayed the same that it almost costs the same or sometimes even less than the auto parts store for replacement parts for your car. And that goes for fluids, too. I get, uh, I always get transmission fluid at the dealership um, because I make sure that I'm getting the right kind since there's so many different kinds and, uh, like, windshield wipers. Um, spark plugs I don't worry about as much, but... Um, you know, every, but because they do use aftermarket spark plugs, Toyota, Honda do not make spark plugs. Now, yeah, if you're talking about the coil plug, then you do want to go with the original equipment. Now, you're talking about fluids. Should I? Uh, my independent mechanic's been doing oil changes with what he uses. Should I get a go to the dealer and let them do the oil changes? Think about this: uh, Honda doesn't make oil, so they're going to use an aftermarket oil anyway. Um, oh, okay. You might want to use the brand that Honda uses. Um, it's not a bad idea to go with, but that's not going to make, as long as you're using a good quality oil, that's not going to matter. That's not, I wouldn't worry about taking a car to the dealership for oil change. All right. Thank you a lot for the injection ideas. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, Lynn. We appreciate you calling in. Uh, We're discussing uh, stolen cars and how to keep from getting your car stolen when we come back from the break, but we've also got calls from uh, Betty, Wayne, and Bill. So hang on, and we would love for you to send us an email. Our number is, our address is auto at mpbonline.org, and we'll talk about what's coming up. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio.
You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to AutoCorrect. Now, if you've missed any of our program, remember you can listen to the whole show on our website, autocorrect.mpbonline.org. One last thing about cars stolen. Frank Scafati, Director of Public Affairs at the National Insurance Crime Bureau, which tracks car theft trends, says he is not aware of any data to support or refute the idea that manual transmission cars are stolen less than automatic transmission cars. But I do always love to hear the thief was stopped and could not steal the car because it was a manual and or a Prius. Or a Prius. I yeah. assume that electric people cars, can't get in my car yeah. and just drive it. Electric it's cars confusing. are way less yeah. uh, stolen. Uh, they are among the least stolen is electric vehicles. Because they're weird. It's just a little <laughs> different. Uh, I had to be shown, you know, how to crank up and drive right. and put it in drive and put it in park. Right. And it's just, it's weird. It's different. Well, the, the thieves will catch up. I'm sure they I will. I think they will. They could Google it very easily right. if, they're, if they're smart. But. All right. I'm Liz Gill. I'm with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, who is ASE certified. We've got three calls to get through uh, for this show, so let's go ahead and get to Betty in Jackson. Betty, we're so glad that you've called in to AutoCorrect. Go ahead. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. I have a question about my 04 Lexus SUV RX 330. I have a CD player, and... I can't get my CDs out, and I can't put any in. Am I going to have to have a new CD player, or Um, can you tell me what's going on with that? Yeah, you you probably will. It's just not working right anymore, and... um I hate that you're having that problem with it because it's it's an old car, but it's um it's still not too too old yet. I'm sure everything else and it works well, but it works well, yes. yeah, yeah, those are really nice cars. I love them. I loved them when they first came out. But you can use needle nose pliers to get your CDs out, and then you're gonna you're probably gonna have to get either another Lexus uh, original equipment um, radio back in it, okay, or get an aftermarket. But um, so that's, yeah, it would have to be replaced because okay. once they start acting up like that, I don't think there's any repair for them. Well, and Thank as so Allison much. always suggests, you read your owner's manual, double check in your owner's manual in case they have a tip or a trick for push this button, push this button, hold it down, and it'll eject them. Maybe. I've never heard of that, though. Oh. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> it would be cool if they did, because that's a common problem is for CDs to stop ejecting in cars. I've heard okay. of it of, across Thank the board. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. You're very helpful. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Betty, we're so glad you called in. Thank you for calling. Let's now go to Wayne in Tunica. Wayne, we're glad you've called into AutoCorrect. Go ahead. Yes, I was saying... Uh, I had Toyotas back in the day when I worked for the insurance companies. They had what they called the hot cars. Well, Toyotas put serial numbers on every part of the vehicle, the fenders, doors, windows, in the doors. And those cars were less stolen than any other vehicle that was stolen that we worked claims on. So I think that our manufacturers of automobiles ought to start redoing that. 
They put it, it. They'll put a serial number stamped into the fenders, the doors, the windshield, the side window, back window. It's less likely to be stolen because they can trace the parts so easy, and they can't be sold. People don't want to buy parts that are serial numbered. And publicize that. You know, I, let everybody yeah. know that. Right. Well, I'd love for manufacturers to do. I've got a whole list of things I wish they would do, but um, so, but hopefully they'll listen and and do that. Or, or, but I think they feel like their security systems are really good. Right. But cars are still getting stolen. They're less than they used to be. We're on a downward trend the past twenty years, but it's still a problem. I think. Thanks, yeah, Wayne. We you. appreciate your comment. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, Bill, let's go to you in Biloxi. What's your question or comment about a Dodge? <laughs> well, I, I appreciate you. Though. It's nothing about stolen vehicles, but I have two Dodge vehicles. One is an 04 Dodge Grand Caravan, and the other one is a 02 Dodge Ram 2500 truck. Both are experiencing the same problems. They would crank intermittently, run for a very short while, and then die. Uh, I've replaced the computers. I've replaced, uh, you know, the tune-ups, the whole nine yards. But it just seems strange that I can't get them to stay running. The only thing that they seem to have in common uh, has to do with, uh, I guess, the fuse boxes or the the harness uh, wires that come under the steering wheel. We used to be able to shake it and it'll crank up, but then it'll dial. But I can't seem to get anyone to find it or trace it. So I'm just trying to get an idea of what might am I missing. Oh, my dear Lord. <laughs> I am so sorry you're having these problems. That is like an intermittent problem. One thing is hard. An intermittent problem on a Dodge is darn near unfixable. Um, oh. I hate to say, like, I understand why people aren't trying to track it down because it's extremely hard to track <laughs> to track something like that down. You need a really good mechanic um, that's really good at electrical diagnostics to figure out what's going on. It may, may be an automotive electrical shop will have an, uh, the ability to track it down because it's going to take some talent. You got a hard problem. Uh, no, I have a, no I, idea what it is. I've, I've tried to find one in our area, but uh, the automotive electric people just, they don't seem to be able to get it either. I took it to the dealership. They wanted me to replace the computers again before they could even diagnose it. And, well, that makes no real sense either. That makes no I sense mean, at all. Yeah. Mm, I'm sorry. This is the, this is the okay. problem with Dodges, and it's why I really wish they'd stop making cars, to be honest. They need to go in another line of business because they just Disclaimer, Allison and I both own Dodge we cars. We both own Dodges, <laughs> and we both hate our Dodges. We have problems with them like crazy. We talk about that sometimes. Um, my Dodge well, has you every do problem. A whole show. You do a whole show on why Dodge can't get the I'm actually, you know, I'm literally, I, I think about it all the time, but I want to go and interview my mechanics and that's my question why does dodge electrical systems not work as good as other cars yeah that's i'm i'm planning on doing something about that myself so i'm really sorry i had the problem and i wished i had an answer for you that's something that i don't even it, it may be 
just in a pain to track that down. It may take time and it may take money. Electrical diagnostics take money. So good luck with that. But I recommend a, a really high-end automotive electrical shop for that. All right, Bill. Sorry we couldn't help you on that. Real quick, in Mississippi, according to the National Insurance Crime Bureau, the most stolen vehicles... Ford pickups, Chevy pickups, Nissan Altima, Honda Accord, Toyota Camry, GMC pickup, Dodge pickup, Chevrolet Impala, Chevrolet Malibu, and Toyota Corolla. Weird. Okay. So that uh, is interesting. But we, we've mentioned in this show uh, different ways to keep your car from, well, less ways to make your car less enticing to thieves. I hope you'll listen to that. And, Allison, you say you're going to do some autocross in Columbus? Yes, we have an autocross in Columbus coming up 17th, 18th. You have to pre-register for that because you're going on a, to an Air Force base. But um, we autocrossed this past weekend, and I had some a beginner that's a student of mine and we had an amazing time and he absolutely fell in love and so did his friend that came with them and we had an amazing time. All right, that's going to wrap us up for today's AutoCorrect. Our call screener was Java Chapman and Michelle McAdoo was the board engineer. So for Allison Walker, who you can follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as the Lady Auto Mechanic, I'm Liz Gill. Up next is Thursday's Southern Remedy Show, Kids and Teens with Dr. Morgan McLeod. But join us next week for AutoCorrect at 10 a.m. on MPB. Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. 